Welcome to episode 58 of Spinning Thoughts. This is your host. I'm not going to say beautiful host, but this is your host, Angelo. And I'm so happy everybody is here again with me again for episode 58. So elated for this one. Uh, We love bringing you all kinds of music for you to sink your teeth into. And this band uh, that we're going to be talking to is a favorite of ours right now. We have been jamming their songs for months now because they have new stuff that's out and and I think some new stuff that's coming. We're going to talk about it all, but I don't have the answers. So for us to get those answers, I'm going to have to introduce to you. We've got John from Great Good Fine Okay. John, what up, dude? Hey, what's going on? Uh, Not too much, man. I am chilling in Pittsburgh. Where are you at right now? I live in Brooklyn, so here I am. Nice. yeah. What's going on in Brooklyn right now? Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's about 80 degrees out, which you get like, uh, you know, like six days a year in, uh, in New York City. <laughs> so we're all enjoying it. Is it is it nice and sunny? It's, it's raining right now in Pittsburgh. It's very nice today. Oh. Yesterday it was rainy. The day before it was like 100 degrees and pretty miserable. But today, right this second, it's nice. I don't know what will happen later, but. Well, are you doing this interview outside? You should be laying the grass or something, you know? I am outside. Are you really? <laughs> yes. Nice. Very nice. Um, John, we've got a lot that we want to cover with you here. I'm so excited to have you on Spinning Thoughts for episode 58. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, now, let's dive into things here. Um Starting on May the 25th, which is, this is coming up here this week, really. I think that's a Thursday. Uh, the The band is heading out on its summer tour. Again, that's starting May the 25th, and it's going through June the 17th. So how does uh, Great Good Fine OK prep for hitting the road? Um. Well... Basically, we just rehearse. We usually book out about a week in a rehearsal space and all get together um, pretty much all day for those days and think about how we can make this show different uh, than the last one and how we can add things that'll be special for the people who have seen us a million times. Um, And so we're really pumped that uh, this tour, we actually have added a lot of new things. and so, yeah, we did actually last week we had that week in the studio. And so we just uh, learned a bunch of new stuff. And that's pretty much it. We just, you know, think a lot and practice a lot and try to make this show as good as possible. So as we're talking today, it's May the 21st. As people are listening to this, it's May the 22nd. So you're going to be hitting the road here in about three days. Are you all packed up? Or are you ready to go? Not packed at all, but <laughs> <laughs> going to start thinking about that today. Yeah, okay. After you're done uh, talking to me. Great. I mean, we've we've toured so much in the past year that at this point it's kind of like clockwork as yeah. far as the things we need to bring and the process of, you know, leading up to it. And so um, I kind of know it needs to be done, and 
not too concerned. Now, obviously, there's a lot of equipment and gear, but beyond that, like your personal stuff, how many bags do you bring, would you say? Are you like a heavy packer? Um, well, <laughs> I am notoriously a heavy packer. I mean, and, you dress uh, very elaborately on stage, which is awesome. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's You're what I was going to say. You're a stud, dude. The other bandmates, you know, bring these little suitcases, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Um, I usually have a pretty big suitcase just for my personal, you know, everyday clothing. And then the biggest duffel bag you've ever seen for my uh, stage outfit. Honestly. Um, I usually. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I usually like to bring about 30, 40 different uh, kimonos and Are jackets. Are you serious? I don't like to wear um, the same thing two nights in a row. I try to wear something different every single show. Dude, I actually know some bands, uh, and I love them. They're friends of the show that w- actually wear, I don't know how they do it. They must be dirty as shit at the end of their tour. They wear intentionally like the same outfit every show for i don't know continuity or what the hell they're doing but um you definitely don't go that route <laughs> yeah i mean most of the bands i know do that a yeah. lot of bands we toured with i noticed they're wearing the same thing night after night and you're playing for a different crowd so the people in the crowd don't know right and it allows you to pack really light <laughs> and so <laughs> i get it and it's, it's smart in a lot of ways but yeah that's just not the way i like to do it i like to feel like every show is special and the fans have come to expect that and and uh get excited to see what i'm gonna wear and so that becomes sort of like an element of the show yeah dude i really really dig uh the the dress uh code that you have going on for yourself it's very i mean it complements the music it's elaborate you know it's eccentric and uh it's really groovy i dig it so um everybody yeah everybody who's heading out to see great good fine okay you know take some pictures send them over to uh you know hear us at uh spinning thoughts on twitter at spin thoughts and send them over to great good fine okay at great good fine okay on twitter we want to see what john's wearing i can't go to every show (laughs) i want to see it send it our way now john you're actually kicking things off this tour in my home base of pittsburgh pennsylvania at Cativo on the 25th. You're going to be right down the road for me. Uh, have you played yes, in Pittsburgh we before? We're super excited to be in Pittsburgh again. We've only played there one other time. Um, actually, it was, I think, like over a year ago when we were opening for the band Vacationer. Dude, um, no way. Yeah. I absolutely love Kenny and Vacationer. Love Same. Love it, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, we went on a we went on a big long tour with them and had just an amazing time. But yeah, that was the only time we that we've ever played in Pittsburgh. So we're <sighs> extremely excited to get back there and especially it being the first show on the tour, it should be pretty special. I remember when Vacationer came here to Pittsburgh. If I'm remembering, I want to say it was like October of 2016. Maybe it was even later like earlier than that, but I missed the show. I really do love Vacationer. Um and now I'm even more pissed off that I missed it because I would have seen you guys too. So <laughs> yeah. I, I might have to make up for it and come out to Cativo on May the 25th Do in it. Pittsburgh uh, to it. kick off this summer tour with uh, Great Good Fine Okay. Um, now, the band has such a dynamic, elaborate studio sound. How do you guys translate this over to your live set? Now, and from what I've seen of doing some research on the band, you guys have like different setups. So how are you approaching this tour with the live uh, setting? Yeah, I mean, we have an amazing band. Um, our our whole goal, basically, so uh, is to try to play the things on the uh, on the recordings 
live the best we can without using too many backing tracks. Right. Um, and so we, you know, we put together a band of guys who can do most of the stuff. Um, and so we do, you know, use this, a lot of the same sounds that are used on the record and my partner, Luke, who's the engineer producer, right. um, in the relationship is the one who really does a, an amazingly good job at, um, translating the record to live where, you know, people can't believe how close it sounds to the record. And it's really we're incredible. Playing, we're playing most of the stuff live and adding some backing tracks just for little flourishes here and there that. Um, we, you know, to play everything that's on the record, we need to have a band that was like 15 people. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I know. So, but but yeah, here's the question that I, that I like to know. And so many bands do what you are doing where, you know, there's the, the core group and then there's a, a more elaborate group that comes along for the live performance. Have you ever considered like enhancing that core group for great, good, fine, okay. Why, why haven't you expanded on that um, just in general? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, the way it's been from the beginning is my partner Luke and I um, are primarily the songwriters. Right. And it's him and I usually um, writing and finishing the recorded tracks. Um, and lately we've, we've brought on other people to assist, other writers. We've actually went and wrote with our live band and we, we've been, you know, we've been trying different ways to write. Um, but that has just worked for us. And so um, the live band though, has been the same guys. It's uh, a drummer, uh, Danny Wolf and this guitar player, Carrie Clayton, nice. who are both amazing. And yeah, I mean, we consider them totally part of the band yeah. um, at this point. Um, and yeah, that formation is, is uh, working for us. Now, Obviously, on tour, you're doing a lot of traveling. You're hitting a lot of really, really great cities and dates coming up. So, again, I really, really highly encourage everybody listening. Uh, as soon as you're done listening, don't stop listening. As soon as you're done listening to this, go and find the closest city to you and get your ass out there and check these dudes out because it's going to be awesome. But in the downtime, if you have any, John, what do you try to do in the downtime just to break the monotony of traveling and playing? Is there anything you try to get in? You mean on tour or when we're not on tour? When you're on tour, because you know you're traveling, okay. you're seeing the country. Do you try to get certain things in while you're, you know, kill two birds with one stone? Like actually do yeah, some stuff. Yeah, I mean, usually our we're so crunched for time that we don't have uh, much downtime. But in the few times where we have maybe an afternoon in a city, we just try to walk around and see some sights and you know eat at the good local restaurants yeah, oh, and yeah. that kind of stuff and just be outside and stretching and run around if we can because there's so much time in the van um but honestly there's just the way we tour we do like you know 20 shows in 25 days or or something and uh it's just driving and then playing and then driving so you kind of enhanced the question then by asking if it if I was asking you if it was during tour or outside so why don't you give me give me some idea like what do you do when you're not doing this the music I mean what's what kind of activities uh, or extracurriculars do you get into so most times when I'm home and we're not on tour I am working on music and writing and it's what I love to do so I you know I don't consider it working all the time it's kind of like what <laughs> I would sure. want to do yep <laughs> it's what I would want to do anyway so I do end up spending a lot of time working on music and when I'm not um, 
just, you know, hanging with friends, uh, you know, walk, walking around, you know, going to the park, well, you know, just stuff everybody does. Do you, um, I'm not familiar if you, if you do, but are you involved in any other projects musically that, that you could uh, tell us about right now? Um, not really. At the moment, I'm pretty much focused on Great Good Fine Okay. The only thing I do personally is I do write songs for other bands. Do you? Um, okay, cool. I'm, co- I'm constantly um, <clears throat> getting some getting tracks from other people, and I do that as much as I can. Um, but most of the time, uh, I'm writing and being featured on whatever I'm doing, and it's still under the umbrella of Great Good Fine Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of still, you know, I'm still kind of doing it as great, good, fine, okay. Um, so right now, it really is my only thing I'm involved in. Nice. Very cool. Now, tickets for these dates uh, for this tour coming up, again, starting May 25th, going through June the 17th. Uh, they're going pretty fast from what I'm seeing. So, again, I can't uh, encourage everyone enough to get out there and actually, like, get these tickets now to the city closest to you so you can see Great, good, fine, okay, do the thing on stage. One of the dates that's going super fast is your home base of Brooklyn, New York. So Yes. And that's like right at the the end of the tour. So what's it like after a long tour, seeing all these different, you know, friends and stuff in different states, what's it like to get back home on tour and play a show to those closest to you? Well, it's always really special to play in New York, whether it's the first show of the tour or the last show of the tour. Right. Um, there's definitely a vibe here. Um, I've lived in Brooklyn for 12 years now. Um, Luke has been here for almost as long. And so, yeah, there definitely is a home a home court uh, feeling, and it's cool. I mean, the, on our last tour, we actually played New York first. Okay. And that was that was cool in its own way, but it was kind of, stressful because it was our biggest show ever and it was our first show of the tour yeah so we kind of learned never to do that again because that was ended up being a little bit stressful yeah yeah um and so this time new york's going to be at the end of the tour so the only thing is we pray that we're not sick by then (laughs) by being on a full tour um yeah but as long as you know knock on wood we're all healthy uh having it be the last two days is definitely cool because we'll be just about as good as we can be, you know, after playing that many shows in a row. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll be conditioned and ready to rock and roll. Now, you mentioned that Brooklyn is your current home base, but where are your roots um, located? Where are you from? Um, Actually, Luke and I, funny enough, are both from upstate New York. I'm from uh, near Schenectady. He's from Saratoga. Um, And so those two towns are about a half hour from each other, but him and I didn't meet until we were living around the corner from each other in Brooklyn four years ago. Um, and so, yeah. So beyond New York, obviously there's a vibe, just New York in general. If you're not even from there, or if you don't call that like your home base, you know, New York has this special glow to it. Um, the co-host of spinning thoughts, who's not here with us today, Brandon, his favorite city in the world is New York city. Um, and th- there is just this special thing to it. Um, when you're not in New York, what cities or venues around the country do you love to play at beyond that? Right, right. That's such a hard question. We get that question a lot. Do but you? Okay. It's hard because, uh, because we've had so many good experiences in so many cities and right. so many great venues. Like, we've been very lucky that 
um, we've toured so much. And so, I mean, just to name a few, whenever we're in California, like LA, San Francisco, and even North in Seattle and Vancouver and Portland, those shows are always really special. Um, so cool to see our fans out there so far from home. Uh, and then Chicago is always really cool. Yeah. Chicago's got Um, a great music scene. A lot of uh, cities in Texas that are really, really fun for us to play. Right. Um, but the reason why this is hard is I could just keep going on and on, and I'd eventually list almost every city we've ever played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because really, like every city has a different energy. And you're right. You're it's, right. It's so fun to be at at any of them. You know, so many like yeah, they're all so different and cool in their own ways. So while you're on this tour, not only are you playing, you know, these certain dates that you have allotted, you're also making appearances at two music festivals. So you'll be on Cluster Fest. Uh, on June the 2nd, and Bonnaroo on June the 9th. Have you ever played these festivals before? We have not. Um, Ooh, okay. And so we're super excited. Festivals are like something we've been, you know, wanting to play more and more. Um, and so, yeah, this is this sort of feels like the beginning of our, you know, festival life. Yeah. And, and festivals are just so... You, you know, I mean, there's so many and there's new ones popping up all the time. But I mean, especially, you know, Clusterfest, I'm personally not insanely um, familiar with. I don't know how long that's been around. I should. I think it's their first year. Oh, is it really? OK, so yeah. there we go. I'm, I'm not an idiot then. Um, obviously, I know a little bit about Bonnaroo and, and that is going to be just really fucking awesome. Um what what's going to be like the thing you're looking forward to the most between those two festivals? What, what really excites you about these experiences coming up? I mean, just, you know, the energy at these festivals, like I've been as a fan to festivals and just, it's all music lovers who are there who just want to have a good time and the amount of people that are there. Yeah. I mean, just playing for, for that many people and being part of such a cool thing you know is is what we're excited about yeah it's like one big ass like family reunion with a shit ton of drugs and alcohol and and yeah people get crazy and and, to play outside is always like something that is fun yeah Yeah, the whole thing we we like the whole thing yeah you you and i like in this northeastern area of the country you know playing outside is very seasonal you know we don't get to do that often and so uh this time of year is just so electric because you know people are vibing together we're outside doing our things so really exciting stuff man I'm, I'm super stoked to hear how those two festivals go alongside the rest of this tour um now you mentioned that you've toured a lot uh are there any specific instances that you could answer as to what were like the best and worst things to ever happen to you on tour do you have anything that comes to mind? <laughs> I mean, what's coming to mind as far as the worst thing is there was one time uh, on a big tour. Hold on a second. Yeah, oh, yeah. The beauty of doing an interview outside <laughs> in New York City is that there's sirens about every 10 minutes. It, you know what? It just it adds to the aesthetic, you know? Um, what was I saying? Yeah, there was one tour where we borrowed this uh, Sprinter van from a friend's band. And uh, it basically broke down in every other city. It was like (laughs) the biggest nightmare you can imagine. Anybody who ever complains about like car trouble, 
it's just nothing uh, compared to what we went through. Right. Um, and when you have van trouble on a tour, it is so stressful because oh, God. shows, you know, you have to get it fixed and get to the next show. There's no time to get things fixed. Right. So it was a matter of constantly calling the city we're going to and seeing if we could get it fixed there. And it just didn't stop. It was like just horrible where we had to eventually, we were in Seattle and a mechanic told us, like, I wouldn't advise you taking this van any further. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and so we had to leave it. We just left what? our friend's van in Seattle. <laughs> and oh, we had to just rent another van in Seattle to get us home. Dude, that is gnarly as hell. How did the guy get the van back? He had to go out there? So the van was in bad shape. And the guy, like, he wasn't even that upset. I they just like tossed it into the Pacific, was, huh? It was on its last leg, and so I didn't know what was going to happen, and I, uh, for a long time, we, we didn't know what was going on, and we found out uh, months after that he ended up selling the van for like $1,000 um, remotely. <laughs> hey, so he kind of made some money off the deal then, huh? <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> It, that's the optimistic but, uh, way to look at it, John, you know? So that was definitely <laughs> the worst touring experience we've had. And as far as, like, the best touring experience, it's just, you know, generally when things are going great and things are rolling smoothly, it's just there's nothing better. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's just like we've had so many shows that were like that. It just felt like everything came together so perfectly. And it's like all of those moments are sort of melding together as being what the best part of our tours have been. On June the 18th, that'll be the day after this tour ends. I'm going to ask you on Twitter what your best tour experience was, and you're going to go ahead and probably say this past one that you are about to be on because it's going to be fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. It's going to be awesome. I, 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 I feel that way too. And Good I vibes. So. And on, on June 18th, uh, we'll, we'll check back in. There we go. Now, uh, on to something a little bit different here that I've just honestly, man, been so stoked about. Um you, the band dropped its latest release in January of this year. It's a seven-song EP uh, titled Three, correct? Yes. There we go. Um, it Honestly, man, I don't say this unless I mean it. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. There, no band comes on this show. I don't give a shit if we're super small, which we are, or super fucking big. No band's coming on this show that I don't like personally. This EP is phenomenal. So if you haven't listened to it, you got to go buy it. You got to go get it. It is legit. Now, Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Now that the album's been out uh, for the public to sink their teeth into for a couple months, how are you feeling about the release overall? Because bands can sometimes sit on music for a long time. It's a long process to get it out there. You're digesting it yourself, but everybody's heard it now. How are you feeling? We are super proud of it. Um, I mean, the way the album went, to give you a little bit of backstory, is uh, four of the songs on the album, or maybe even five of them, we released as singles before it came out. Right, yeah. Um, and so they kind of lived a life of their own as singles, most of the songs on the album, and so, um, and did really well, and people connected to them, and, you know, then at some point we decided we had a couple more songs that we were really proud of, and so we would just put them all together and, and uh, make it an EP. And it ended up feeling very organic and feeling like those songs are meant to be together in a really cool way. Yeah, you're and, right. And yeah, it's been cool to, to see it um, 
as a package and how people are responding to it as an EP instead of just a bunch of singles. Um, and we love it. I mean, we love playing those seven songs. It shows um, people are excited about them. And yeah, it just felt like the right time to do that. And, uh, we, we, we were proud of it. What are you most proud of with this collection of music? Is there um, something in particular like that happened throughout the process or a song that just really came together or some adversity that you ever came? Anything you can elaborate on? I mean, honestly, we've been releasing music now for a couple of years as an independent band. We're not signed to a label. Right. So being able to release an EP or, you know, a single and do it however we want to do it, whenever we want to do it, um, and then release it and and get the kind of reaction that we get. And every one of the songs in the EP has, has you know, millions of plays on Spotify and, and uh and we're we're just you know we're really doing it and uh, just to see that and to be able to do that and to feel comfortable uh, doing it independently has been the you know the highlight of the whole thing. It's just you know it's yeah, not it's easy. Exciting. Yeah. No, it's not easy. It's, it's we have to do everything ourselves. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It's and that's impressive. a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and as we talked about with the touring segments, you know, with your music being as dynamic as it is, because it is, and you're saying, like, if if you wanted to have, like, every single element and piece represented on stage, you'd need, like, 15-plus people. So, I mean, there's a lot going on in this music. So, can you help me? I'm a musician myself, so I'm just kind of curious on a personal level. Um, How do... How do you approach the creative writing process? Like, how do you get all of these ideas into a song? How do you and Luke do it? So usually the way our writing process goes, and this has varied here and there, but usually it's my partner, Luke, creating a basic sort of skeleton of a track um, with some sort of a basic form and, you know, some chord structure and beat that he comes up with, and he sends it to me. And I separately uh, sit on it and write lyrics and uh, melody. Um, and then we kind of, after that, kind of go back and forth and shape the music and the lyrics and the melody together. Um, but it all happens over a period of time, sort of mostly separate and then some together. But um, it just, yeah, it ends up being a, a real like collaboration of our two skill sets, which are totally different. Now, Brandon, my co-host, who again is not here. So if anybody's pissed off that Brandon's not here, you can tweet him at BRobSpin uh, for being a piece of shit and not being here. Now, um, Brandon and I, John, we often talk, him and I just personally talk about um, what we like better, um, whether it be being in the studio, like the writing, creative, recording process versus like being out on tour playing on a stage in front of people. Um, I just personally, and I love playing in front of people. It's, it's unlike anything in the world, the adrenaline and just the, the vibe and the positivity from everybody seeing faces. But I love being in the studio and creating something out of nothing. You, where do you lean? I mean, what do you like the most about just music in general? Do you like the creation or do you like the performance? 
So I like, I love both things. And I've been writing songs since I was about eight years old. So the writing process is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, but I have to say that I prefer the touring and performing element. Um, I just love performing and being yeah. up on a stage is kind of the thing that gives me life. And so, um, yeah, I would sort of like, I love both and there's time for both. And when we're not touring, we're in the studio and vice versa. Right. And so I get my share of both, but I'm always like a little happier when we're on tour. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> and makes sense. Uh, my partner, Luke, I think would say the exact opposite, <laughs> but he's a little bit happier. As the like producer in the relationship, I think he feels a little bit more home in the studio. So, now as I listen to any album, EP, full length, what have you, you know, inherently, I think a track or two usually stands out to the listener that they just seem to gravitate towards. And I, I have to believe again because I now I don't play in a band. Obviously, I don't play in a band that's as successful as yours. If I did, I wouldn't have this show. Um, but um, I would have to believe that you maybe have a, a track or two off of the latest EP that to you means more than the most. Is there one that stands out that you like more? Um, that's a good question. And like my favorite song of ours or my favorite song to play live kind of always changes. Um and I get that cool a lot because, from bands that it that it changes. Why is that? I'm curious. Well, you know, when I write the song, it's always whenever I write, it's really, really personal and very honest, and always about personal experiences. So when I write it, it's the most important thing in the world to me, right? And then people change, and life happens, and things happen, and all of a sudden, something that was really important to me at one point doesn't yeah. seem as important. But a lot of times, things sort of happen in life, and an event will happen or a relationship or end of a relationship or some sort of change that one of the songs will connect with for me. And if I can, uh, you know, feel something different or get that like kind of, it's hard to explain, but that like spark from a song uh, similar to when I wrote it or different in some way, that's always like really cool. Like if I can listen to one of my own songs that I wrote and get chills as though it's not my song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I totally know uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Which doesn't happen often, but right. when it happens, it's really special. And those end up becoming my favorite songs at the moment to play because when I'm singing them live and it looks like I'm feeling something, it's because I really am. Um, and so I'm trying to think, if uh, there's a song right now that I feel that way about, um, we haven't toured in about three or four months. So, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, thinking about which song feels that way live, it sort of feels a little distant to me at this point. How about but, this, John? Uh, when we, when I want to, I want to at least on Twitter meet up on June the 18th and, and, and see how the tour went. And then how about on June the 18th, you tell me what song from that tour you know, meant the most to you. Can we do that? I love it. Sounds good. All right. That's what we're going to do now. Um, <laughs> okay. What, what's funny is um, I've mentioned this in an episode in the past. I don't remember what episode, but when I was younger, one of my favorite bands growing up was some 41 and um, they had this DVD uh, that came out with their album, 
does this look infected, I think, is what it came with. And on this DVD, it was just really showing some 41 running around being jackasses. And they were on their tour bus, and they were watching on the TV um, a live show of themselves. <laughs> and, um, and Derek uh, from Sum 41 said that Sum 41 is their favorite band, that they love themselves. And, and, they, were, <laughs> and, they, were, and they were proud of it. And, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of that that's like, all right, seriously, come on. But uh, I actually don't – I actually think that not a lot of bands um, – appreciate themselves enough do you know what i mean like it's almost like you feel like you shouldn't like what you do like you can't i don't know for me yeah i, think, I mean do you get what I i'm saying i would never say that that great could find okay is my favorite band <laughs> and if i felt that way i certainly wouldn't admit it but um <laughs> i mean because i'm a fan of so many bands and like right, right. i've never act, i've never seen great could find okay live so yeah i'm not really sure um if they're my favorite band or not uh like <laughs> Well, dude, if you ever want to sit in the audience, I'll jump up on stage and do it for you, and you can tell me if you like Great Good Fine Okay. (laughs) It's funny. I mean, my partner and I joke once in a while about how it would be cool to see us live. (laughs) Sometimes when we're, like, programming lights and things, like, look really cool, it's like, damn, I'll never get to see that. (laughs) Um, But, uh, no, I mean, I think it's good to be, you know, confident and feel like you're doing really good work and, you know. Well, and here's if the you thing. Don't, if, if you don't think you're like a great band, then you're never going to make it. You know what I mean? You got to believe in yourself. Right. And, and, um, and here's the way that I look at it, John, is um, I would have to assume you're a fan of music considering that you're doing all this amazing stuff with Great Good Fine Okay. So the fact that you are a fan of music and you create music, when you hear yourself creating music, you, you're getting a different dynamic. Like when you listen to any other band, it's not you doing it. And yes, you can have that appreciation for it. But when you hear yourself do it, there has to be a sense of pride, you know, and, and that you can't get with any other band because you're not in that other band, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, definitely I'm proud of uh, a lot of the stuff we've done. It's not all the stuff we've done with this band. And, um, I hear it and I'm proud of it, but it's funny, you know, when you spend hundreds, if not thousands of hours creating a song, you can't necessarily ever appreciate it yeah. the way you can appreciate a song you hear for the first time on the radio by someone else. That's a good that point. blows your mind. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yep. You know, it's, and uh, so, you know, sometimes you can sort of get that feeling with Time. There are some of the songs we wrote at the beginning of our career with Very Good Fun Okay, which wasn't that long ago. It was only about three years ago. But when I hear some of those old songs, um, I can begin to feel that sort of excitement um, in a different sort of way, more like a fan than the creator. Um, and that's always cool when that happens. That makes sense. Now, um, to kind of finish up on this topic of you know some new music and everything uh, before we head toward the back end of uh, episode 58. Um, I, I love before I interview, uh, any band or artist, I always look at their socials and just see what they've been posting about. I like to feel like I'm part of the whole experience. So, um, I came across this post on the socials, your socials, uh, with a video of someone from the band. I'm going to assume it's you. I don't know if it was you. Um, but you, you or whomever was walking around in Walgreens, 
And <laughs> Great Good Fine Okay was playing in the store. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that actually was a video that was sent to me by one of my best friends. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he was, you know, freaking out because he heard me in Walgreens, and I was like, uh, "Fucking I'm, Walgreens, I'm both... <laughs> dude!" Like, <laughs> yeah, no, and and it's it's really cool. It's like, awesome. We get texts all the time from friends who are hearing our stuff in Starbucks or Old Navy. But or do you know? That place. Do you know, as John from Great Good Fine Okay, do you know, like, that these songs are being circulated in these? places like do you have that kind of like in depth like un- like do you know that do you know that it's going no, through Walgreens absolutely isn't that nuts not. I mean I'm starting <laughs> to realize that it's being played in a lot of places and it's crazy me like oh my god dude I just heard you in Starbucks and it's like <laughs> I, I know that I know that our stuff's being played in Starbucks and that never um isn't insane to me um I, I get just as excited every time someone texts me but to answer your question sometimes somebody will text me and be like Hey, I heard your song in the airport. <laughs> or like somebody would be like, I heard your song in a random casino in Las Vegas. How does this um, happen? Like And those those I did not know about. And I'm always hearing <laughs> like first time uh things and so and like I said, like that never gets old. Yeah. Uh, people will text like when people text me anything like, I'm sure you get this all the time, but <laughs> it's like that that's not a thing. I don't know if that's a thing with like other musicians or bands or Maybe. artists or celebrities <laughs> of that or for that matter, but like I don't think anything that someone's gonna say where they like yeah, preface start it. by saying <laughs> when they preface it by saying you probably get this all the time. Like You usually don't. <laughs> it never gets less cool. Right. Yeah, they're basically saying, like, this is so fucking crazy, but I'm sure you do get it all the time. I mean, I just loved that. And the fact that it actually wasn't even you, that it was, like, a friend that was fucking – who knows? Maybe they had they needed, like, some Sudafed or, you know, I don't know. They were just, like, craving some chips or something. They go in the Walgreens, you know, not expecting anything, and, and here it is in Walgreens. Like yeah. I don't, I don't Actually, know. Actually, if you want to hear the funniest thing about it, please. Luke, my partner, and I have never heard one of our songs anywhere. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's just, that day. yeah. I think I don't know. You spend too much time outside. You need to get in brick and mortars. You know? I know. I gotta go at. Old, I gotta just go hang in old baby. I guess. Yes, and just wait. And they're gonna be like, "Sir, uh, we're closing in ten minutes." And you'd be like, "Well, I'm waiting for my song to come on the radio." Okay, jeez, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's um. I just think it's really great, and um, I just think about myself. You know, um, being a musician. You know, if I were to walk into a fucking store, or a friend would be like, "Yo, dude, I heard your music in a store." I'd be like, I think you might have the wrong phone number, but um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's awesome, dude. Congrats on just everything you guys are accomplishing. So what I want to do right now is um, we're going to actually play Take It or Leave It off of the latest EP3 from Great, Good, Fine. Okay, I want everybody who's here with us to hear a song from you guys. You down with that? Cool, yeah. All right, everybody, please enjoy. It's Take It or Leave It from Great, Good, Fine. Okay. From the other side, took your time, made me feel alive. Why'd you let me go? You never tried, you want to 
Just finished listening to Take It or Leave It off of the latest EP from Great Good Fine OK titled Three. Now, John, what can you tell us about this song? And I know it's it was a single, right? Um, it's been out there for a little bit. It is a hell of a song. I love it. It does not get Thank old. You. What can you tell me and all the listeners about this song that maybe they don't already know? Um, hmm. Well, this song is super special to us because it was actually the first song we released as an independent band. Awesome. Um, Congratulations. All the songs before it uh, we, we released on the label we were on, um, we, we had released two EPs prior to Take It or Leave It, um, Body Diamond and 2M2H. Yep. And so this was kind of like, you know, we, we actually went to, um, him and I went uh, Luke and I went away together uh, to a beach for a week and wrote songs. Uh, and this was uh, the one that we wrote there that we were most excited about. Um, and as far as like the meaning of the song, it's like pretty self-explanatory, like, you yeah. know, in a relationship or anything else, either, you know, uh, you know, enjoy, like respect the, the thing or the person for what it is oh, with all of its, you know, false and, and good points or like get the hell out of there, you know, <laughs> sort of take it or leave it, you know, and that's sort of a simple, you know, some songs are more metaphoric or whatever, but that right. one pretty much, you know, means what it says. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we released that one and sort of crossed our fingers that we could 
you know, release stuff independently and be successful and it get exposure. And to this day, it's our most uh, successful song yet. Um, has like, you know, over 13 million plays on Spotify, yeah, which fucking crazy. blows our minds. <laughs> um, and that shows people go, you know, crazy when we play it and sing along and that it just means the world to us. Uh, so yeah, that song is all sorts of special to us. Well, my expectation, John, is is that this episode fifty eight will get thirteen million some plays now. Uh, <laughs> that I, we'll see. We'll see if it does or not. <laughs> but um, seriously, fantastic track. Um, you mentioned that you um wrote this at a you like went to a beach and wrote it. What beach are we talking about? I mean, we we so talk- my parents used to my parents used to have a, a beach house on Long Beach Island okay. in New Jersey. Gotcha. Um, and so. Uh, we would go there every now and then and write, and it just it created like a great environment. We wrote some of our songs there. Yeah. Um, they no longer have it, so we'll need to find a new oh, <laughs> inspiration. Why would they? Why would they ruin your like mojo? I mean, that, that, why that that whole thing could be a whole nother uh, podcast <laughs> talking about. We'll the, get you uh, on for a second spinning thoughts episode, and we're going to talk about what the fuck happened to the beach house. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Gonna, you're going to need a, another. Uh, solid 45 minutes that. but um but yeah i mean a lot of times luke and i will go away to a place that's not new york and uh, write our best things just like the change of environment helps a lot absolutely now uh john look um i've had a really great time talking to you i've got one little segment left before we sign off okay and how do i how do i say this like with with spinning thoughts i don't try to be aggressive at all in my questions i just like to inform you know the fans and listeners and friends of spinning thoughts that also correlate over to the band that i'm talking to but you have to expect that i'm gonna ask this question okay um okay maybe maybe not now again i was looking on your socials before this interview i like to you know dive into things and i see this um just the other day there was this slightly cryptic Oh, that that was a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> there was this slightly cryptic, yet amazingly hyped up video promo. It looked like uh, that housed some gorgeous visuals and and Indeed. what I would call an entrancing beat. Um, at the end of this music, um, after it stopped, all that showed was a date, and it was May the twenty sixth of twenty seventeen. Um, what is this? I mean, you have to expect. I know you're not going to tell me much. Like, if you do, I'm going to be fucking shocked. But right. I can't tell. I can't tell you much. <laughs> I... What I can tell you is that something is coming. Okay. Twenty six seventeen. Okay. John, and... give me some something that isn't in that. Listen, I'm going to go on a limb here. If you don't do it, that's fine. But you got to expect I'm going to ask this. Give me one little, even if it's so fucking my minute that it means nothing give me something that didn't exist in that promo video to tease it give me something hmm come on i'm trying to think i'm trying to think (laughs) what i can tell you there's definitely new music involved okay i'll leave you with that okay and and however what i will tell you okay is that you'll be getting more and more clues uh soon all right. It will so, soon not be so cryptic. Okay. So th- that would have to be this week then. You don't you won't have to wait until five twenty six 
to find out what it is. That is all I needed. That is it. <laughs> That's it. Dude, fucking awesome. I appreciate that. Um, and, cool. and now 526 is a Friday. And um, for everybody who follows Spinning Thoughts, they know that my favorite day of the week is Friday, not just because it's heading into the weekend, but because of hashtag New Music Friday. So my expectation, I don't, I'm not looking for you to, to, to answer this, but my expectation is that a new song is coming out on the 26th of May. I hope so. If not, maybe something that leads to it. But um, I'm guessing from what John just said that this week coming up, we can get a little bit more information on what this means, right? Yes. Uh, dude, I, I appreciate you so much. What a guy. You know, a lot of bands <laughs> in that scenario would have told me to fuck off and maybe even hung up the phone. So um, good stuff, man. Now, um, honest to God, I, I had a great, great time talking to you, John. I love everything that you're doing, that Luke is doing with you, and everybody who's involved. Before we sign off, John, is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe I didn't touch upon uh, to say to your I fans? I think we covered it all. No way, dude. Come on. That's, like, <laughs> impossible. Uh, I mean, I guess the only other thing I can say is that we're super excited for this tour, and we hope to see everybody in all these cities. So just, you know, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, the shows are selling out quickly. Yeah. Um, and so just we uh, can't wait to see everybody. It kicks off on May the 25th at Cativo in Pittsburgh. That's the home base of Spinning Thoughts. And it goes through June the 17th. And, and John, I told you on June 18, I'm going to hit you up and we're going to see what the tour was like and um, maybe even what your favorite song on this tour was to play live. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, brother. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being with me here for episode 58 of Spinning Thoughts. We'll talk again soon. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Once again, I want to thank John from Great Good Fine OK for being with me here for episode 58 of Spinning Thoughts. They're going to be starting their summer tour on May the 25th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They'll be all over the place. It goes through June the 17th. Get your tickets now. They are selling out, and you don't want to miss it. Their latest EP, titled 3, is available. Get your hands on it right now. You won't regret it. While you're checking out Great Good Fine OK, make sure you're checking out Spinning Thoughts on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. I would love for you all to subscribe to the show for free on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, all that jazz. And our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Again, it's thespinningthoughts.com. Signing off from Spinning Thoughts, this is Angelo, and I want to remind you all to share music, spread love. Change. I wanna feel like, feel like